It is a blessing to be together today, everyone. It's good to see you today and to open the Word of God together. Our text for today is from Psalm 113, 113, and I'm indebted to Tom Parr, a missionary, for some of these devotional thoughts. So let's begin with prayer. Our dear and gracious Heavenly Father, we are um, very grateful to bow before you together today, Lord, that you have allowed us to gather this day and to uh, come together with a common interest and commitment to pray together and to worship you together and to bring our petitions to you together. We ask you, Lord, to open our hearts now to your word. Use it to encourage us in prayer, O Lord. And may Jesus Christ receive honor and praise through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brethren, the word of God in Psalm 113, verses 1 to 3, it tells us a lot about how we are to praise our Lord. So let us read what it says, Psalm 113, beginning in verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Amen. So we understand from this short passage that we are to praise the Lord. The Lord here is Yahweh, the great I am, the self-existent, transcendent God. Jehovah, the one true God, of whom we say, the Lord God, omnipotent, reigneth. Now, praise is something Christians are familiar with. Every Lord's Day, our worship services begin with praise and are filled with praise. And when we read this passage, we get the simple message that God wants us to praise him. But sadly, that is about all that many get from this passage. When we read it like we normally read scripture, far too hurriedly, far too superficially, with far too little focus, resulting in far too little understanding. The word praise here means to shine forth. It has the connotation of delight. We are praising our God when we are delighting in him. And shining forth communicates that our praise is to radiate from our very being. It is to be a part of our very attitude and in our countenance, our inner person that shows out in our outer person. Our praise is snuffed out in this busy world. That's our problem. It is snuffed out by covetousness, work pressures and busyness, difficulties and hardships and guilt. Therefore, in order to abide in Christ, in order to walk in the spirit, we have to, we must continually refresh our view of God 
so that we can refresh our praise for him. So we want to answer some questions from this short text, questions that help us to slow down and contemplate, questions that reveal more of what God wants us to understand in these words. So first, who is to be praised? Verse 1, praise ye the Lord. It is the Lord God Almighty, the one true God, the creator God, who rules and reigns over all the earth and all that is in it. Secondly, who is to do the praising? The middle part of verse 1, praise, O ye servants of the Lord. It is the servants of the Lord, those who believe and trust in him, those who take the name of Christ upon themselves. We live life truly seeking to serve and honor Jesus Christ. What are we to praise? The end of verse 1 says, praise the name of the Lord. And the next line, blessed is the name of the Lord. The Lord's name represents his true character, all that he is, in all of his glorious attributes. It is no wonder that God devotes 10% of the Ten Commandments to honoring his blessed holy name, because it is so sacred. When are we to praise? We see this at the end of verse 2. From this time forth and forevermore. Basically, this is always. There's never a time when we are not to be praising the Lord. What conviction this brings when we fall into worry, fear, guilt, or anger. The remedy for all these is for us to recognize our Lord's sovereign power and his goodness, and then to come to praise his holy name. Where are we to praise? Well, at the beginning of verse 3, we're told, from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, from the sun's rising to its setting, from the east to the west. And brethren, we are to understand the intent of these words. There is no point on the earth that is not part of the east and the west. Our praise is to be everywhere. There's never a place where God's name is not to be praised. And finally, let us add this in verse 3. The Lord's name is to be praised. This is an emphatic obligation to praise. God's servants are emphatically exhorted to praise the one true living God, always and everywhere. Therefore, our lives are to be saturated with praise to God. Paul said to rejoice always and in everything to rejoice. We have, after all, brethren, much to praise God for and to rejoice in. This is embodied in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He took on our flesh, lived among us in the midst of sinful men, yet was without sin, taught us the way we should go, voluntarily gave himself for us, died the perfect death on the cross for all the sins 
of all his people was buried, proving that he had died. On the third day, he rose again and was resurrected in a new body. He ascended into heaven in the sight of his brethren and now sits at the right hand of God the Father, where all judgment is entrusted to his wisdom. And not least, he intercedes for each one of us without ceasing. So brethren, as we come to prayer today and always, let us remember to bathe our prayers in praise. Then and only then will our praying together be what Philippians 4.18 tells us, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Amen.